0: Dr. Melanie Petro on my fifth podcast. and This has come to be a very peaceful time. It's very relaxing for some reason. Maybe it's because no one talks back. (laughs) You feel like you could just really express how you feel and think through things of the day. I have become really impressed with the Fiji Water Girl. (laughs) I can't stop watching her and thinking about her. And it's the confidence that she exudes that I find so refreshing, especially around all those celebrities to look in the camera and be so confident that you can smile and look up and then to be so beautiful but she wasn't pushy about it. I mean she just has a air of complete confidence about her in the pictures. If y'all haven't seen it, I'm talking about the young beautiful model that you know has become the talk of the Golden Globe Awards because she was seen with in many, many pictures with multiple celebrities and I would imagine she's quite young, and if you really think about it, the confidence that it took to be so bold, but yet not in a wasn't in a pushy way. I mean, she calls herself the photo bomber, and but she really wasn't, and it, it didn't appear that way. And if you think back your life and you think back through the things when you felt the most confident much like her those are clues that lead you to what it is that you really want to do and who you really are when you feel so confident that you know you have to do this which I'm assuming is much how she felt I think that's a clue to really being in your in your moment, and in your truths. And that's what I find so compelling about her. It's her expressions. You can see all over her that this was something she needed to do, and it changed her life. I think when you grow up and you're looking back at the things in your life there are various events that at the time seemed maybe insignificant or maybe they were very emotional things where you felt like you just didn't quite fit in or things weren't you weren't like other people and but yet you knew it was something you had to do. Those are the times and those are the things that give you these little clues that ultimately help you find your passion and what it is that really really moves you or at least pieces of it and then together as you get to know yourself you start collecting pieces to the puzzle and ultimately you find what you really want out of life how do you want to make people feel because that's find what you were put on this earth to do, that's when you find what you wake up for. And you can be shy, you can be someone that seemingly doesn't follow the pack and that doesn't seem to fit in going to be these moments when you do fit, You're going to be these things that you experience where you know it's where you're supposed to be. And I think what separates us and what gives some people these beautiful careers that they literally live for are the people that pay attention to those little clues and ultimately it will guide you. I mean, there are so many books about finding what you want to do and how do you figure out where you're supposed to be. I had no idea. Well, I mean, I wanted to be an actress, but... (laughs) And I took all these tests, and, you know, they don't... They ask you a lot of questions. I think I wound up being either a cardiologist or a funeral, owning a funeral home. So clearly <laughs> that test did not work so well for me because I guess I mean as a car I'm not that good at end of life. Like that's not my part of the life cycle. I have been I'm not good at goodbye. It's very difficult for me to let go. I believe in Disney. I don't watch movies that aren't happy. I still remember what I wore to ghost. And watching them on each side of the glass door, it's just the saddest movie to me that somehow they couldn't figure it out. And the way it happened, I could relive that scene where he gets shot so many times. I'm going to try not to, but I sat in that movie theater for a minute or two. I like happy endings. And you could argue that, well, it's not always happy, this is life. But if you don't find what you really love and what you can go home at night and sleep with, then you can't, whether it's right or wrong, it's just sometimes it's who you are. I can remember the first person I had to pronounce dead. I kept listening to his heart, and I still remember what room number he was in, and the way he was sitting up reading the paper, and I kept talking to him, I was, I guess, a third year medical student, and I kept listening to his heart, and nothing happened, and I backed up to make sure I was on the left side, and I wasn't on the right, and I listened again. Nothing. I mean... <laughs> the paper because I kind of did something he read and I went out and told my chief resident I said, I, I can't I can't find his heart and he's like oh it's gonna make us late it's a lot of paperwork I thought I still don't like him I'm not gonna lie I think about him from time to time Sure, wouldn't want him to operate on me. I mean, I understand that you can get hard, hardened. How can you get that hardened? I mean, it was a lot of paperwork, but I wasn't the person that could ever think of it as a lot of paperwork. All I could think about was his family and his life, and whether or not you know he was so sad because he was alone. And that doesn't make me a, makes me different, especially in medical school, which is really another level, because it shocked me, the response, but as long as you realize you're different and you realize the things that are more than, not necessarily more than you can take, you certainly you have to, to get what you want and to learn what you need to learn to be the very best physician. But if that was what I did every day, it wouldn't fit with who I am. And so as much as the good things help you and the good feelings help you sort through where and what you want, so do the, the things that, rip your heart out. Unfortunately, you know, goodbyes are necessary and you lose people that you love sometimes in ways that you can sort of handle and sometimes meaning they die of natural causes, they die peacefully, it wasn't sudden, it wasn't anyone's fault, it just happened. But there are all kinds of losses. And through every loss or anything in life you deal with that's adver- adverse, you, you grow so much. And I had a patient this week that has been through a divorce and very much loves and misses her husband and has had sick parents and business issues with partners, just so many relationships that are lost that her energy, like, is so low, you can, I mean, you can feel it. And she had been through many lost relationships in different ways, but, and she wanted to lift herself up, but she wasn't sure how, because when she looked in the mirror, She looked like someone who had been through those things. She didn't look like herself. And that made it even worse. And then if she could go out, you know, or hang out with her friends, it was, are you tired? I'm so sorry. You look so sad. And there is something about aging for certain that makes us look tired and sad. And when you are tired and sad, you still don't want to look tired and sad because that just makes you feel tired and sad. And I'm not sure in all people if it's the same, but sometimes when you feel sad and you look happy, you just are happier. It just can go together. And there's something so magical that happens when you take someone that is been through something very stressful for women it's usually the death of a spouse the death of a parent a parent that they've taken care of dies and you really find yourself looking in the mirror and trying to figure out where you went and it does seem to happen suddenly it happens suddenly for everyone so what do you do how do you come out of that